0: Welcome to the Property Report podcast, produced by Property Report magazine, the leading magazine for luxury real estate. This week, Property Report publisher Jules Kay talks to Bill Barnett, acclaimed regional hospitality consultant and regular columnist for Property Report. Bill recently released his second collection of regional property market insights as an e-book called It Might Get Weird. His intriguing and often entertaining observations are available online via property-report.com or as a free download with the Property Report iPad app. So, Bill, it's been a, a busy year for you this year. It's um, been hectic. We, you know, I mm-hmm. spent a
1: lot of time up in the air. That's, that's probably how I, how I generally classify this year.
0: But yeah, yeah. I mean, most of your contributions to Property Report have actually been written on planes, I've
1: noticed. Actually, when I was re- I was going back looking at the book, you know, 38,000 feet, 33,000 feet. So, yeah, there's a lot of... A lot of vertical thinking there
0: yeah.
1: and which countries
0: have you visited in the last 12 this years
1: this year has been incredibly busy you know Asia's booming certainly you know anywhere from Indonesia where I spend a good amount of time across to Myanmar Sri Lanka the Philippines working up in Japan as well of course back to Thailand you know throughout Indochina as well so it's been a really busy year
0: hmm. and what's been you know what stood out for you this year is you know in terms of the markets in
1: terms of the movement I think it's just the chaos of uh, you know certainly one thing that is impounding is certainly the east is the new west. You know, we're seeing it's no longer an emerging or developing country storyline. It's really that people are taking the lead from Asia, whether it's hotel branded residences, whether it's uh, the economies, whether it's the rise of the middle class. You know, this certainly is the world's most interesting region, you know. And it, as we always say with Asia, you know, certainly east is the new west. Mm. And is that, you know, is that being influenced is the Eastern influence spreading west? Do you think? Certainly, I mean, you know, without a doubt. Whether you know, when you're going, whether it's architecture, whether it's hotel brands, you know, anything, and we see so many people wanting to do business in Asia because that's where the money is. Mm. Let's face it, there's nowhere else to go. Mm. <laughs> sure.
0: Um, Southeast Asia, where we're based. Um, you mentioned quite a few countries there. Which countries
1: are ones to watch? Do you think in 2014? What's going to move. I think again Indonesia we're still seeing it again that's uh, Southeast Asia's biggest economy while there's been certain issues there you know we're still seeing it grow by leaps and bounds. The Philippines we're optimistic on you know 7107 islands a very stable economy great growth best performing stock exchange in in the in the region as well. So certainly the Philippines. I think Myanmar continues to draw interest, you know, just the brand and the potential, the upside. It's not captured the upside yet, but the potential is there. And that's really capturing investors' imagination. They all want to go there. They want to take a look. They'd like to do business. They just can't find a way to do it. Mm, yeah, that's a bit of a struggle at the moment. But yeah, definitely on the brink, i so. Myanmar.
0: Thailand? I mean, obviously, we've got political issues right Thailand
1: now. Thailand continues to be a strong market. You know, we're we're certainly active here. And when we talk to institutional investors, there's so many people out there who understand how to do business in Thailand, you know, can, you know in terms of the structuring, certainly in terms of real estate, people understand. It's, it, it's a vibrant market. People like brand Thailand. No, you know, no matter what you say, people want to own property here because they like to come here, whether you're coming from Europe or you're coming from North America, but people are coming from Hong Kong, from Singapore for the weekend. These guys want to own a property here because they like coming to the weather. The flavor of the resort markets, like Phuket, Samui, Pattaya, even, uh, or even going to Bangkok as well. You know, they want to come out for a short holiday and go somewhere else. If they like the brand.
0: Mm, okay, is Thai the Thai resort market? Coming back online. I mean, it, it went a bit quiet
1: for a while, didn't it? I mean, you look at well tourism, but you know, you know, we, you know, again, when tourism, when we're, you know, when we're crossing twenty four, twenty five, twenty six million people, mm-hmm. so the numbers are there. It, it's direct airlift. I mean, whether you like Thailand, it's just strategic. You know, you're within five six hours of half the world's population, so We're seeing new emerging economies. It's a different sort of traveler. We're seeing Russians. We're seeing Chinese. But the numbers are there. You know, in a place like Phuket, five years ago, there were five direct flights from China Chinese cities. Today, there's twenty two. So it's all about airlift and that doesn't exist in other parts of Asia because you get on an airplane in China, bingo you're you're back in Phuket
0: Subscribe now to Property Report magazine and receive a free copy of Helm Lifestyle magazine covering all aspects of luxury across the Asia Pacific from super yachts to luxury cars and high end fashion You will also receive exclusive access to the Property Report iPad application and privileged online content. Simply visit property-report.com Click subscribe.
1: A lot of people talking at the end of this year now about the infamous bubble. The uh, bubble. I mean, there's always to the talk about the bubbles. You yeah. know, we worry <laughs> about quantitative easing, and you know, we saw signs last year in terms of currency certainly being being devalued back of quantitative easing. So there's always that concern. But again, these are domestic-centered economies. Again, most of the growth is coming in this middle-class story. So how much is the exchange rate really going to affect that? In terms of undermining broader things like exports and things as well, that could be a favorable shift as well when you're strengthening US dollar as well. So there's plus and minuses to it, but what we're seeing is there's volatility everywhere in the world. You know, and it's all connected. We're seeing, you know, to North America, whether it's connected to Europe as well, there's a connection. Nothing can stand alone and do business on its own. You have to do business with your neighbors. Okay, if you're an investor,
0: well, what kind of, what type of property would you be looking at
1: going forward? I mean, resort property is still stronger? We still see historically, and people, you know, people should buy dynamic properties. People should buy beachfront properties. People should buy irreplaceable locations or something which stands shoulders above. You know, again, you know, if you're buying the same, same type of pro- property, which is a 20-square-meter condo in Bangkok expecting a yield, or whether you're buying a resort hotel-managed investment, Phuket, these are, you know, fine as average-yielding investments. But if you really want to make money in, in property, buy dynamic property, mm-hmm. buy something that can't be replaced, that can't be replicated, location, location, location. And too often investors don't, you know, they, they come on holiday and forget all about that and buy the first thing they, they see for sale. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes back to anything. You know, buy, you know, and, and again, buy, you know, we're high in the cycle too, so it's expensive out there. But the question is, is it going to be any cheaper? You know, with Asia going forward, our price is actually going to soften. Is Bangkok going to be any softer in in terms of pricing per square meter on condominiums or not? You know, there's an argument that we said, it's already relatively cheap compared to other parts of the world. Mm. So how does that weigh up in terms of, you know, people's long-term thinking? Mm.
0: New destinations we touched on earlier. I, I, you mentioned to me
1: Lombok or Greater,
0: greater Bali. I
1: think know. certainly we're seeing you know, places like Bali, Phuket, you know, where, where these destinations are changing to urban destination. We're seeing property players go outside. In the case of Bali, you know, certainly going to Nusa Le and the Gillies as well, uh, Lombok as well. Even as far as Flores, we're seeing these property markets start to develop because people are adventurous. They want to see something else. Mm. There's destination fatigue. So they like going to Bali, but they want to go a little beyond as well and find what's new. Mm. And so th- same thing here, really, with the uh, Natai and, and Nga. Certainly, in Nga. I think we're seeing mm. next year, we're going to see some easing of the restrictions up there, and that's going to really open the floodgates. You know, other markets, we like Sri Lanka, we still think there's a lot of steam in that market as well. Cambodia as well, certainly is seeing development in Phnom Penh and certainly in the resort markets as well. So there's a lot going on in each, most of the Asian economies, which is pretty exciting. Mm, okay. Brand-wise, the brands are expanding, the brands are still pushing into mixed-use development? I think you're seeing, well, I mean, it's interesting for us that you're seeing hotel, what's dominating is that there was a real, after the global financial crisis, there was a domestication, and there was a surge of property development firms starting to build hotels. A lot of this is spurred on these big mixed-use developments we see in resort communities or in city center where developers use a hotel brand to brand an entire real estate project, whether there's retail, whether there's a shopping mall, whether there's commercial district as well. Just having a hotel brand attached elevates that, adds value to it. I think hotel, also property development firms are saying maybe they're taking a view that when the property, you know, Will the market cool off? And they want recurring assets, like hospitality assets. Really, it's about branding as well. People, in terms of, you know, if you bring a luxury hotel brand to a a mixed-use project, it adds value Mm. in terms of, it's a shortcut to adding value. We see the same thing with celebrity designers. We've seen Philippe Stark certainly with you. We've seen Donald Trump coming out. We've seen Paris Hilton in the Philippines even as well. So there certainly is a connection between the celebrity brand or hotel brand and developments with real estate.
0: Okay, What about... Uh, brand, Bill Barnett, next year. What, what's, what's on your agenda? I think
1: we're excited. You know, next year, again, I, you know, I think we're going up in the air. You know, We're booking tickets right now. We're expecting to go abroad. I think we're going to have some new and exciting places. We're seeing Malaysia get busy for us next year. We're seeing Sri Lanka develop. We're seeing more stories going out of Bali as well. So I think it's going to be more of the same. But, you know, we're, again, there's a lot of movement out there again. And, you know, so is it volatile? Certainly. But again, with volatility comes, uh, comes edginess as well. But we're seeing a lot of liquidity in the markets. So there's still a lot of money out there to be spent. So I think it's going to be an exciting time. Okay, great. Thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you. See you in 2014.